Welcome to the Daily Reel, the Monday through Thursday movie news show that I do here on my YouTube channel. My name is Dean, known locally on the YouTube channel as Movie Dean, and today we are talking about some fun stuff-ish. Fun for me, not necessarily to a bunch of movie executives. Oh my goodness. Could you imagine, you know, yesterday was Father's Day for me and for most people, uh, and uh, could you imagine having a Father's Day and being an executive right now at Warner Brothers or at Disney, even Pixar? Like they must have been freaking out all weekend, bunches of calls, not being able to get, you know, their their you know toys and gadgets and ties and all the different things that our kids got us. I got three boys, so they gave me a bunch of Legos because they loved me. And I love Legos, so they gave me Legos. Could you imagine, though, those executives, what their Father's Day looked like? Because it seemed like the world was ending in the movie industry with the box office. The box office is the story today. We're going to look at a bunch of different points of view about the box office because The Flash came in and tripped all over himself. All over <laughs> It was it was an epic fail for DC, for Warner Brothers, but also for Pixar. Pixar came in with their Elemental movie, and it's like somebody, I don't know who, I would, I would never say I told you so. Don't check out any of the YouTube shorts I did this weekend. Um, but maybe, maybe it was predicted by a few people, but a lot of people were super shocked that Elemental and The Flash both collapsed at the box office. I mean, just epic failure. So let's take a look, and we're going to take a look at some of the things that happen because of the box office, because this thing is going to have ripple effects like crazy. So we all know it. We all know The Flash came in number one. Uh, the Flash came in with 55 point one million dollars oh man they really wanted to put that point one on there <laughs> like they they really wanted to shine that 55 up it was 55 no it was 55.1 big difference huh? i don't know we'll talk about it uh number two we had elemental coming out with 29.5 million Whew, man look at these numbers uh and then number three we had spider-verse Spider-Verse with $27.8 million. And then number four, Transformers, Robots, Rise of the Beasts. You can't really do robots in disguise anymore. Transformers with $20 million. And then rounding out the top five, Disney's Little Mermaid sticking in there with $11.6 million. Okay, where to even start with this thing? Because there's a bunch of of super negative things. Let's start with the good about the box office. And that has to be across the Spider-Verse. Across the Spider-Verse only dropped in its third week, 50%. Given the, the amount of new movies coming in, we had two huge blockbuster, at least with their budgets, blockbuster movies. Uh, and then you got a bunch of other ones. You still got Guardians of the Galaxy kicking around out there. Fast X is still out there. There's so much competition. And yet, Miles Morales stands above the heap and gets $27.8 million. So 
I think that's a huge win for Sony and it speaks to the quality of this movie. It just keeps on getting views, even when you have another superhero movie that you thought, at least I did, that it was going to steal a lot of the money uh, from Spider-Verse. Uh-uh. We underestimated Miles again. Miles is going to keep on getting money for Sony. $27.8 million. Uh, let, me, let me go and just talk a little bit about my predictions. All right, last, I, I'm going to try to do this every week where Friday or the Thursday show, uh, I'm going to give my predictions for the box office, and then Monday we can kind of see, you know, how I did. Well, I did really well. <laughs> I, it, it seems really prideful and arrogant, but I kind of knocked it out of the park because uh, everyone was saying that a lot of these movies were going to make a lot more money, uh, and I was pretty much right on. All right, I said that The Flash was going to get $56 million. I said Elemental was going to get, oh, what did I say, $28 million? Uh, Spider-Verse, I was dead wrong about, though. I thought that it would have a fight, a real fight between Transformers and Spider-Verse. And I think I gave the edge to Transformers with $21 million and thought the Spider-Verse would take $20 in. Uh, just because of the flash coming in. So I was wrong about that. And then Little Mermaid, I said 12 million. So if you hear those numbers and you look right there, I wasn't that far off. And that is, uh, I, I think, something that we need to talk about in a little bit. Not for me, but for just whoever is putting these things together of expectations for the box office. I think they are completely out of touch because the flash everyone was saying you know a couple weeks ago talk about oh it's so good you know it's so good they had these events where they had dozens and dozens of fans uh in each one of these movie theaters all across the nation come in and watch this movie and then they all took to their youtube channels they took to their social media and talked about how amazing this movie was and everyone was saying is it could hit a hundred million opening weekend. I didn't think so. And then last week they were saying, Oh, well probably somewhere in the ballpark of 70 to 80 million. And that was from like variety, I think. And I, I was like, uh, uh, because you have so much <laughs> like my question with the flash is how was it never not going to fail at the box office? It had so much against it. If you look at the past DC movies, I'm repping. I'm repping today. I'm a, I'm a fan, okay? Uh, but the last few DC movies have been awful as far as the box office is uh, concerned. Shazam was literally in the box office for three weeks and then on to streaming. Like that's nuts. So like it had so much like negativity around just people being excited for DC movies in general. It just wasn't there. And then you have the Ezra Miller stuff that I've talked about so much on my channel, but I don't think it could be understated how significant that is toward this box office. There are people who chose, including myself. I have not seen the flash yet. Now I'm hoping to be able to go tonight because I was waiting. I wanted to punish DC a little bit. I'm sorry if that offends some people, but I, I it's not really about Ezra Miller as a person, even though I totally disagree with Ezra Miller and his actions and all that kind of stuff. It was mostly about how Warner Brothers was so greedy and they just never even made one single statement about Ezra Miller and all the different stuff attached 
to Ezra. And like, why? Why? Because they wanted to try to get as much money as possible. I think that if they had actually talked about it and said, look, you know, the movie was made before Ezra Miller did all these things and we're definitely not having him back. And, you know, if they did all those things, I think it would be a different story, at least for me and people I know. But for me, I chose not to go to the movie theater. And I know that there are lots of other people who did the same because they were disappointed with how Warner Brothers handled this situation. Not because they didn't want to support this movie, period, but because Warner Brothers refused to take any kind of ownership of the problem and give any kind of you know, clue to how they were going to move forward with Ezra Miller. They just didn't do that because they were so concerned about the box office and it came to bite them in the you-know-where. Anyways, uh, but there there was a lot else going into this as well. You know, the announcement that James Gunn is going to be taking over DC and the looming doom of, of this universe just going away and it not mattering. I think that is also super significant. So if you take all those considerations in, mixed with how much this movie costs to make, uh, because they, they had been trying to get this thing off the ground, for a better part of a decade, like there wasn't a way, I don't think, towards success for this movie, looking back. Now, I think that they had to put it out, but I wish they would have done it a little bit differently so that I could have supported it, so that other people could have supported it. And again, you know, this isn't a judgment thing on people who did, okay? It's just personal conviction. We're all different people. We have different perspectives on how to deal with these things. I chose my route. You chose your route. That's fine. But I think that there were more people that were, you know, lined up with me than at least Warner Brothers thought. And they thought they could get away with, you know, being quiet about things. And that obviously didn't work. Also, let's face it, uh, The Flash, as much as it's in the name, it's not as flashy. I can't believe I did it, but I did it. It's not as flashy as Superman or Batman or even Aquaman. I think Aquaman is even a little bit more known than The Flash. So I think that there was probably a little confusion from the general audience on why this movie was being made and who this character was. And then once again, you didn't have Ezra Miller going and doing any press for it. Nobody did any press. Now, it's a little bit different right now because of the writer's strike and like late night TV shows are out of the picture and maybe some other avenues that Warner Brothers would typically use to market their movies. They just didn't do any of that. They relied solely on commercials. You know, you didn't see Michael Keaton going around and talking about this movie. You did see uh, Supergirl going around and doing a couple things, but it wasn't enough. And I think that there's value in doing those junkets and uh, going on the late night TV shows. And maybe we're going to see that again come to, you know, be a, an issue uh, for some of these movies coming out this summer without, you know, late night TV shows. Not that that's everything, but it's part of the mechanism of marketing a movie. And that just wasn't there for The Flash. So I think that there's a lot there's a lot to learn uh, from, you know, the Flash's failure. Uh, but I think for Warner Brothers, what it means for them is that they're just going to have to bite these losses and continue 
continue on their path and start fresh. Uh, I think what we're seeing right now is that audiences are waiting for the new thing, the thing that they feel is going to matter. So if that is Blue Beetle, they need to say it. Like, I know James Gunn went on a podcast. I talked about it last week about how he's saying that Blue Beetle is the first DCU character. Uh, they need to get out ahead of that movie and and shout that from the rooftops if they want people to go and see that movie. Uh, it looks good. Uh, the the budget stuff is a little, uh, you know, the graphics and everything. It looks, it looks like it was made for streaming right now. I'm going to hold my judgment until I actually see the movie, but I'm excited for it. But uh, I think they need to tell the general audiences that this is where we're starting if they want people to come out and see this movie because a lot of people are just waiting for Superman Legacy uh, and, you know, what what's going to happen with that. They, they want to see the new stuff. They want to know the new casting and all that stuff. And for that, man, the pressure that James Gunn must be in right now, like that he must feel. Like, could you, could you imagine (laughs) like this is going to be probably in the ballpark of a $300 million loss for Warner brothers, this movie because of the marketing, because of the reshoots, because of the budget, because of how little it made opening weekend, it's only going to get worse. Indiana Jones is coming. And I know some people, some people think it's not going to make that much money. It's going to make money. It's Indiana Jones. Um, but all that being said, James Gunn must be under an incredible amount of pressure now to produce and to make good movies and to make good decisions for DC uh, moving forward. Because this, this movie that they they touted as, you know, one of the best superhero movies ever made. Wow, what a failure. Uh, now, let's take a look over here and just compare The Flash to the other, the last five at least, uh, DC movies and see where it lines up. Uh, number five, you got Wonder Woman 1984 with $17 million. Uh, Just remember that was like at the height of the pandemic. Uh, you had Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad. I didn't want to fit it all on the same line there. But $26.5 million, which still was not good. Not good. A lot of people love that movie. I thought it was decent. Uh, but $26.5 million. Uh, Shazam 2, Fury of the Gods. Uh, 30.5 million, uh, looked at as a complete failure, but its budget wasn't as high as the flash with 55.1 million dollars. This is like, when you look at all these movies together, it's just, Ooh, it's been a rough couple years for Warner brothers as far as DC entertainment goes. Uh, but you know what? We got black Adam there leading the pack. And I got to say, there's something about that. <laughs> Like I'm, I'm actually pretty happy <laughs> that the black, the, the black Adam movie did better than the flash. I don't maybe call me petty, but I actually like black Adam. I thought it was a fun film, kind of like the heavy metal version of a two thousands hero movie. I, I just dug it. I just dug it, but let's talk about elemental. Uh, I, I guess that it was going to make 28 million. It came in with 29.5 million, which I am a little curious about what is happening with like the Hollywood reporter and variety. If you go and read any of their articles about um, the box office this weekend, I don't know if it's just because they're using puns for the flash, but they're really making it seem like elemental is the big flop in the flash isn't, which is insane to me. 
<laughs> because we all know the budget with the Flash was so much more uh, than Elemental. And I think Elemental will have at least like, uh, you know, percentage wise, I think it's going to have better legs going into the summer uh, than the Flash. I think the Flash's legs aren't going to go that fast. <laughs> and it's going to, he's going to trip once more. Uh, but Elemental will stick around for a little bit. But it is interesting to see how some of these uh, companies are choosing to really lift up Warner Brothers and like try to like help them, you know, like, like almost like Warner Brothers is like, you know, like a hurt child and they're trying to, you know, let's go find your mom. <laughs> like, let's, let's go find your dad guy. And, uh, it's, it's going to be okay. But then, uh, elemental sitting right there in the same kind of situation. And they're just like, Oh, that guy, <laughs> uh, who's going to help that kid. It's, it's basically like that <laughs> because elemental, like it, it, it's in as bad a situation as the flash. Uh, but I think it has a slightly better hope for maybe getting a little bit better. But it's it's a failure as well. But they're they're really touting like Elemental as like the big failure. Now here's the difference though. Go and look up the Rotten Tomatoes. And again, Rotten Tomatoes isn't everything. But if you look up the Rotten Tomatoes score, there's a quite a bit of a difference between these movies. And uh, ever since I talked about the initial ones. Elemental went up. Uh, my wife uh, went and took one of my sons to go and see it this weekend. And she told me, I need to go. I need to go and see this movie. I didn't want to see this movie. I talked about that a bunch. Uh, I thought the trailers were awful. And it looked like a in your face. Like, this is what you need to think about ethnicities and, uh, you know, uh, different social justice stuff. And and I was like, I, I don't want that. I don't want that from a cartoon. Apparently... My wife said it's awesome. She said it's fantastic and it's super moving and powerful. And uh, my wife is pretty good when it comes to movies. And so I'm thinking I probably have to go and see this thing. So we might be wrong, or at least the general audiences for not going and seeing this Pixar movie. We might be wrong about that. I need to, I might be wrong about that. I need to go and see this movie, but it is a failure. Now, uh, they're going to compare it to The Good Dinosaur. They're going to compare it to uh, Lightyear. They're going to compare it to uh, some of these movies that I think the lowest that it made, there's two that are around $39 million. And so if you're looking at that and you're looking at Elemental, there's quite a bit of a difference there. So this is a huge problem. Now, with that, uh, there was a story that went out uh, from... Uh, Pete Doctor, he did an interview talking about Elemental and some of the issues uh, with uh, reviews. And I thought it was pretty interesting because Elemental, like that initial Rotten Tomato score hit them hard. I mean, it was rotten. It was like 56% when I did a video about it. And I think it dipped a little bit lower than that. And then it took off after. But they premiered this movie at Cannes and he was asked about it in uh, Variety. And uh, this is what he had to say. Uh, he said, then the embargo lifted and some of the reviews were pretty nasty. So he talked about like the the applause that they got when they showed the movie. And it was a seven minute standing ovation, which I don't care how many minutes there's a standing ovation. People do a lot of stuff because they feel, you know, pressure. Peer pressure isn't just in high school. OK, uh, but then. He said, like, there was so much positivity about, like, how, ma uh, how many people loved it with the ovation. 
Then the embargo lifted and some of the reviews were pretty nasty. I guess there are probably a lot of reasons for that. This is our 27th film. For some reason, we seem to be critiqued not only based on other movies, but on our own stuff. So people will say, oh, it's not as good as uh, my favorite Pixar film, whatever that is. On one hand, that's flattering, and it's also a kind of tough position to be in and very tricky. Now, for me, I have to agree with Pete Docter there. Now, Pete Docter being like the main guy over there at Pixar, and he's directed some of Pixar's greatest movies, a creative genius. Um, I think he's talking about me. <laughs> like, like, I compared the trailers uh, for, for this movie against other Pixar movies. And because of that, I, I felt like the quality dropped off quite a bit. Now, apparently he's saying that happened also with the reviewers that they, they went, you know, at Cannes or maybe after, and they saw this movie and they compared it to past Pixar movies. And if you look at the past Pixar movies, these are some of the best movies ever made. You know, we're talking about, you know, up, and Wally and Toy Stories and like all of that and you know more I guess are coming on that we're not we don't have time to talk about the Toy Story five stuff but apparently Buzz and Woody are coming back again both of them I don't know how many times we got to say goodbye to these guys but apparently we're gonna do it one more time um, <laughs> but he's saying like we we compare it to those movies and that's kind of unfair you should be comparing it to other movies not just their movies but other movies. And I think that's, that's actually a fair point to make because I know for myself, I compare Pixar movies to other Pixar movies and I need to be thinking about other animated movies. Now, as a dad of three sons, three young boys, we watch a lot of animated movies and I gotta say, some of them suck. <laughs> They're real bad. Now, some of them are great. Puss in Boots, Last Wish, whoo! Was not expecting that one, but what a great film. Uh, but a lot of the other movies are just trash. And so when you compare Pixar movies to the landscape of all animated films, I think there's a big difference that you would make critiquing Pixar compared to just looking at Pixar itself and kind of critiquing it within its own company. Uh, and I do think that there's a fair point in doing that. I, you know, we all want to know what are our favorite Pixar movies, our favorite DC movies, our favorite Marvel movies. And we use that as a barometer to kind of figure out, is this movie good or not? But that's you and me. I'm not a movie critic. I like movies and I think about movies critically, <laughs> but at the same time, I haven't been trained to be a movie critic. I don't know. Like when, like the moment a plot, like a storyline is dropped, like I can figure it out most of the time later on, but I don't know the exact moment. I'm not a movie critic. I'm just a person that loves movies. And so I think for the movie critics, they should be held to a little bit of a higher standard as far as how they're thinking about movies and, you know, what's the scope that they're taking it in to kind of figure out you know, where does this stand? Is this a good movie or a bad movie? So Pete Doctor is obviously doing some PR for, for Pixar right now, trying to cover their butts because they did have an epic failure with this movie. Like, and make no mistake about it. Doesn't matter how, how uh, like, 
how much money this movie is going to make later on. Like the percentages are going to keep on dropping. And this movie is a failure. The Flash is a failure. A lot of the movies that have come out the last month are going to be looked at as a failure. Even Transformers. Transformers dropped 65% this week. All right, 65. That is huge. Now, like a lot of times you're talking about like 55 to 60 for, you know, a big blockbuster movie. But 65? Like what we're seeing right now is even though it's good for us movie fans as far as like being excited that every week we got this great, you know, big blockbuster coming out and it looks pretty fun for the companies, they're struggling because all these movies, it's just getting overcrowded. It's oversaturated. They should have spaced these things out. And now a lot of these movies are going to suffer, maybe even good ones. I'm not willing to say the elemental is a good movie, mostly because I haven't seen it yet, but, uh, taking it off of my wife's word, it's a lot better than what I thought it was going to be and what a lot of people thought it was going to be. And so we need to, we need to kind of pump the brakes a little bit as far as uh, putting out all these movies so quickly for for the box office. Like, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt real bad. Now, our last story, our last story today is kind of an effect of everything that we've talked about, especially with Warner Brothers. And that is this story that Gal Gadot or Gal Gadot. I always say Gal Gadot, but I could be wrong. Uh, she was talking to Total Film, and she was talking about how uh, she's not going to be Wonder Woman anymore. And I think that's an effect. I think that's actually the way that this is all transpiring. You know, they they wanted to keep doors open at Warner Brothers. That's pretty clear from how they dealt with the Ezra Miller situation. They wanted to keep some doors open in case... You know, they, they just raked in the cash with the flash or, or Shazam, or, you know, even going back to black Adam, like they, they wanted to make sure like they had their butts covered with all of that. Uh, so, uh, Gal Gadot saw that and she's promoting her next project and was asked about wonder woman. And this is what she had to say to me, starting and developing stories that I'm passionate about is an incredible thing. The fact that I don't have to sit still at home and just wait for the next offer is something that makes me feel empowered. I enjoy doing it. It keeps me alive. Oh boy. To me, I view that as shots fired. Shots fired from Gal Gadot about her Wonder Woman role and how she had to just wait. She had to wait and sit back and be very passive about Warner Brothers and when they were going to make their next movie and what story they were going to tell. And she doesn't have to do that anymore. And she feels freed. Now, I think that that is great. <laughs> I like Gal Gadot. Uh, I thought she killed it as Wonder Woman. I mean, fantastic. And like even like the score, the Hans Zimmer, like intro, like she was awesome. That first Wonder Woman movie is incredible. Like the No Man Land uh, sequence and all of that with the shield and like, yes, the third act has a bunch of the CGI mess that we've seen so often in comic book movies. But I think that that movie has a lot of special attributes about it. And Gal Gadot is bringing that to the forefront. Like I, I think that she is a fantastic actress in that role. Now she's been in some other stuff. that's like, eh, 
about that. I don't know. I don't know. But she's she was great as Wonder Woman. I think we as fans just need to celebrate that. And, you know, I, I wish that we had, you know, some kind of project that we could have been like, you know, waving as they they flew into the sunset with Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck and and Wonder Woman and maybe that is the flash I'm I'm going to see it tonight probably um but I I just feel like man we really we really missed the boat on this thing and so she's going to be moving on to other projects and she's really happy about it and I wish her all the luck in the world to be able to you know carve out this this uh, career for herself and get away just from being Wonder Woman and uh, be able to be in other projects that she's passionate about and can, you know, not have to sit around and wait for it. But, you know, you're going to have to sit around and wait for the next Daily Reel because that's the end of the show, guys. I appreciate you guys watching, hanging out with me, talking mostly about the box office. Let me know what you think about all this. The, with The Flash, with Elemental, with Transformers, and Across the Spider-Verse, and even Little Mermaid. Still sticking in there. A lot of people upset about that. <laughs> but uh, Disney's still getting, you know, a little bit of the cash from that, at least, if they're not getting it from Pixar. I think that's probably good for the company. Uh, but let me know what you think about all of that, and I'll be back tomorrow for another episode of The Daily Reel. I'll see you then. <laughs>